0: You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Again, glad that you guys are joining us for these 30 minutes of discussing the biblical narrative. Not just I'm not just happy that you guys are joining us as the listener, but also I'm glad that Nathan Van Horn and Matt are joining um, we're, happy, we're we're getting a good roll here. We're getting a bunch of episodes in where we're all together.
1: Greetings after
0: a, greetings from the someone... last name guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Nathan will always be the last name guy. You can't just say Nathan. That sounds gross. It's Nathan Van Horn. It's like uh, Tom Cruise. Hey,
1: hey, uh, <sighs> weren't you listening last week? Never laugh at someone's name.
0: Oh, oh yes, that's good. Dang. Well, I would I would hate to be cast out into the wilderness. So you're mm. right. But before we get to that, a reminder. Listener, our our metrics tell us that forty seven percent of you are not subscribed. Um, so please, if you're among that forty seven percent, I would urge you, as I have for these past one hundred and, it, and six it's, episodes, it's, it's
1: only a matter of time before there's some kind of data leak and we know who you people are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just remember, we're one hashed password away from knowing your address. Uh, like what? And then we'll send you mailers, and, and you don't want that. And just. <laughs> So please uh, hit, hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, whatever that positive interaction looks like on your platform of choice. Go ahead and do that. And for those of you listening on a third party platform and by third party, I mean someone who's not listening on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts uh, next week in. Um, let's see, you're listening to this on January 3rd of the new year. Mm. But next week on the 10th, we are going to be doing some back-end stuff and changing up a little bit about how the how the podcast works on a technical level. And you may or may not be unsubscribed. So for those of you on third-party platforms, please be vigilant. Please make sure that you're still subscribed. Cause as I say over and over, and as I will continue to say over and over again, uh, being subscribed is more than just getting a notification when we release a new podcasts every Tuesday morning. It's also about getting more people to listen by being recommended through the algorithm. And you tell the algorithm that this is worthwhile content by liking, subscribing, hearting, checkbox, plus sign, whatever that looks like. So again, thank you to all all of our faithful listeners.
2: Yes. So also, we want to say welcome to 2023. Cannot believe it's here. We survived. We survived. (laughs) We're we're here. And uh, just like uh, New Year's resolutions. What
1: a hopeful note. We survived. <laughs> That's right. Going to be a great uh, year. We survived the last one. Okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> but just like uh, New Year's resolutions, you want to say goodbye to some things that uh, probably need need to go. We're going to read about a goodbye story of a whole new beginning. That be you know this whole new beginning begins with sending away some old relationships uh, and. This is the story of Hagar and Ishmael getting sent away after some poor choices made by them. Which, by the way, could they have even made their poor choices if Sarah and Abraham had not made theirs? Just saying.
0: Mm. Think it too hard. Ooh, no, you're not. No, you're if, not. If you um, if you think you've had a bad breakup, then you ain't seen nothing until this episode.
2: Yeah. This. So caught so it's in a bad romance. Okay. As we're going to get to this, this whole sending away language. And casting away is the same language used for uh, in and in, in later in Deuteronomy and the law re- regarding like divorce. Like this is like the breaking up of this this relationship. So th- there's a lot to talk about here today, but it's not going to be a negative thing. It's actually going to be a, a positive and encouraging episode, I believe, uh, because uh, even though there's a lot of brokenness in this family that we're going to read about today, uh, God is. As usual, very, very kind. So I'm going to read today in Genesis chapter 21.
1: Because it's more than two verses and not a genealogy. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) Um, And in fact, I'll start in verse eight. I'll read through 21 just because uh, just to get a little bit of context, because we took a week off just to remind us of where we've been. But this is our story picking up. This opens with Isaac, the son of Sarah and Abraham, the son of promise being circumcised and there is a party being thrown for his circumcision. Uh, Verse number eight, as always from the ESV. And the child grew and was weaned and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham laughing. Da, 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 da. We talked about that. So she said to Abraham. will make a nation of the son of the slave woman also because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, along with the child, and sent her away. That that phrase there, sent away, we can come to that later, talking about the, the, the law passages of divorce. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him, a good way off, about the distance of a bow shot. For she said, let me not look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. Oh, my goodness. This kid's by a bush in the wilderness and God shows up. I know this. I know this story. All right. And the angel of God called to uh, Hagar. Was,
1: I, I, was, I, I didn't realize you were interjecting. I was like, man, Matt's Bible's got all kind of stuff. Mine doesn't <laughs> that, That's right.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just I, I'm reading Genesis. While uh, I'm living the Exodus. I know it. I know it. I'm yeah. Just, and the angel of God called to Hagar, just by the way, is the angel of God called to Moses from out of the bush? Spoiler alert from, from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just keep going to Exodus, for I have heard the cries of my people. I know it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. All right. I'm sorry. So quit,
1: quit going there before we get there.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't help, it. This, I can't is, this help is, it. this is
1: terrible role reversal. Matt's usually saying this to me.
2: <laughs> that's that's right. I, I usually am yeah. just read the Bible, okay. Matt. <laughs> just read the Bible. Okay. Up lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave it to the boy, gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy. I will be with you, Moses. Alright, sorry. And he grew up, and he lived in the wilderness, and became an expert with the bow. And he lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him it's from right, the land are. of Egypt. Oh, oh my goodness. Slither into the bad guys, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's right. So the, oh, no, there's sorry. a lot
1: there's a lot here to talk about. So the you, things you know that what I was it, just, well, you know what it makes me think of is I was uh, we we have a couple of um, uh, full time authors in our church, and I was I was visiting with one of them recently. She's a fiction writer, and she was talking, uh, and this is to your constant interjection of yourself while you were reading with, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm reading Exodus, right? Right, right. Um, and this is kind of a setup for what we're talking about in today's episode. Um, we keep talking about reading Genesis while you're living the Exodus. And so, mm-hmm. man, we're, we're, we're right after the birth of Isaac. Isaac was circumcised at eight days. He was weaned, presumably around two or three years old when the laughter thing happens and Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. Why, when the Isaac promises uh, are finally coming true, are we reading about Hagar and Ishmael at all, right? If from a Jewish yeah. perspective. And why does this story sound so much like the Moses story? Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me think of that conversation I had with the author in our church, Pat. Uh, we were comparing um, academic writing, and she writes fiction, and she said they're two different beasts. And she said to do one well, you almost have to unlearn the other one. Uh, and I, and and she you know spelled out what she meant by that, and she she said academic writing is so descriptive and telling you know, you you have to parse out everything to the nth degree. And she said, but fiction writing, and she, she fiction can mean not true, but she 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 meant it as a mode of communication more than a, a assessment of truth or non truth. Uh, but she says fictional writing is not about telling as much as it is about showing. And so it I I feel like this is I think this is a true story, but I think God is showing something here rather than telling something here. Does it are you catching what I'm putting down? Yeah. Um, there is something very important about the fact that right after number one, right before the next the next big story of chapter twenty two is Abraham taking Isaac up the mountain to sacrifice him and 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 God saving Isaac and providing and man. But even before we have a story about Isaac being saved, we have a story about Ishmael being saved. Uh, hmm. even before we have a story about Isaac being born, we hmm. have a story about Ishmael being born, right? Even yeah. before we have a story about Moses at a bush and God hearing and speaking, we have a story about Ishmael at a bush and God hearing and speaking and providing. Oh, I just love and, the Bible. And why is and and and, and why is that that today uh, is that's the episode? Why is that? And and
2: what's the quick answer to that, Kendall? Why is that?
0: Uh, well, he, he says it right here. He's like, "I'll make a great nation because he's your son." Yeah, because. God loves Gentiles, too. It sounds like it's really good to be related to Abraham, uh, as Nathan mm. said before the episode. Uh, yes. Well,
1: Matt Matt said it several episodes back, but I'm happy to rip him off if it means you'll rip me off.
0: Well, <laughs> I cited you, so that means it's, it's
1: official now.
2: Uh, hey, I want to throw a couple more things out there so we can just put those in the bag as we're discussing today. Y- you
1: know what the difference between uh, plagiarism uh, and uh, research is? number citation. of sources C- citation that's it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Exactly laughs> footnotes listener <laughs> that's right
2: um there are no footnotes. kenneth matthews in a reference a resource often a reference the new american commentary i like what he says here abraham is caught in the predicament that polygamists always experience he is ultimately he ultimately must show preference for one child uh over another by the way this is going to be a reoccurring issue Throughout. Uh, yeah. With all polygamists in the Bible. um, And, and also I, I made it kind of as a passing comment a few minutes ago when we first started recording, but this whole issue with Hagar and Ishmael caught in the mix here, they're only there because Sarah and Abraham put them there.
1: This was Sarah's yeah. idea. Take my handmaiden. Yeah. And that's this is right. and this is not the first time Sarah's been sent away I mean Hagar's been sent away. That's right. And this is not the first time again. Reading Genesis while you're living the Exodus. A big thing for the Jewish people is even after they're out of Egypt, where does God provide for them?
0: In the wilderness. The wilderness.
1: Yeah. And what are the staples of their diet, which they should not be able to obtain in the wilderness? Manna that's used for bread and water, which often comes from a rock. What 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 gets provided to Hagar in this passage? Abraham sends her off with some bread and some water. And by the end of the chapter, she's got a well, Mm -hmm. like God provides for Hagar in the wilderness, even before he provides for Israel in the wilderness. Like uh, there's, there's telling, there's telling people there's telling, uh, Israel, Hey, the Gentiles are important to God too, but there's also showing them.
2: Hey, let me throw one more thing in the bag here. This is
1: Deuteronomic
2: law. Um, regarding polygamy. So verse 15, um, uh, this is Deuteronomy 21, verse 15. If a man has two wives, the one loved and the other unloved, and both the loved and the unloved have borne him children. Sounds like our story. And if the firstborn son belongs to the unloved, that on the day when he assigns his possessions as an inheritance to his sons, he may not treat the son of the loved as the firstborn and in preference to the son of the unloved, who is the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the unloved, by giving him double portion of all that he has, for he is the firstfruits of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. So it's interesting here, and I I picked that up off of uh, Kenneth Matthews, again, such a great resource, uh, references that in his Genesis commentary pointing to Deuteronomy, is that Abraham is actually sending away, and that whole sending away is is the same thing that also occurs in Deuteronomy 24. Uh, uh, Let me look at that really quick. Let's see. Deuteronomy 24, the whole sending away. Isn't that right, Nathan? Am I saying? I haven't checked uh, the Hebrew.
1: Does it use I think it uses shellac here in yeah, uh it sends her. It's it's Shalak in uh Deuteronomy, you're saying? I'm I'm almost positive. Um I have not checked that and I don't know. He's like he must
2: write I think it's verse number number one. Deuteronomy twenty four one when a man well, takes uh, a yeah, wife well, and
1: marries her. Well and and uh so the Mishnah, when the Mishnah is dealing with um uh, divorce the mm-hmm. unfaithful. Oh, and it's so interesting. Found unfaithful in his eyes, and eyes are right, eyes are crucial in this passage that we're studying today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it does use shellac. How about That's that? That's what I'm
2: saying. It's it uses shellac but it, now. but it,
1: it is interesting in, in Deuteronomy, uh, in the Mishnah on 24.1. This is in Mishnah Nassim, and the subtractate is Getina. Hey, read
2: verse 21.1, 24.1, 1, 1,
1: and then say what the Mishnah says.
2: So, okay, so Deut-
1: Deuteronomy 24.1. Uh, I was reading it in Hebrew, but that's not going to be helpful. Um, Here's uh, from the ESV. When a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favor in his eyes, because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes her a certificate of dwarfs and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, uh, and she departs out of his house, and if she goes, uh, yada, 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 yada. but the and uh, sends her out is shellac, this which is, what is the Abraham same. The same does. verb is used. I'd never paid attention to that. The same verb is used for Abraham's activity toward Hagar and Ishmael in Genesis twenty-one. So here's where it's neat in, in the Mishnah. The Mishnah for them, like they, the rabbis didn't agree on what constituted finding no favor in his eyes or being found indecent. Like for uh, Rabbi Shemai, it's uh, unchastity, adultery. Uh, for Hillel, it's even if she spoils a dish. And in honor culture, where spoiling a dish was probably a slight at her husband, like, oh, you got home late? We'll eat a burnt dinner, you know? Um, and for Rabbi Akiba, a second, early second century rabbi on the eve of the second Jewish revolt, um, he says, even if he finds someone prettier than she is. Um, okay. But uh, th- So they disagree. Those are mutually exclusive explanations, but they all agree it has to be rooted in 24-1. And interestingly, 24-1 seems to be playing on Genesis 21. That's what, I'm. Um, yeah, that's what's yeah. interesting
2: to me is that God is seeing, okay, so it's interesting. Well,
1: and it's neat because God's, you know, Sarah sees, okay, if, if Ishmael does not respect Isaac now because he's first and because he was older, I'm not going to allow this guy to impinge on the inheritance promised to my son, right? That seems to be her line of reasoning. And, man, I was preaching on this uh, in December at 1st Corinth. I preached through the genealogy of Jesus. And you see some times where, like, God promises things to people. And it's like, how can he keep both of those promises? Like, he Mm -hmm. promises David, you'll have a descendant on the throne of Israel forever. And then he promises Jeconiah, David's descendant, you'll never have a throne on the Israel ever. How can God keep both of those promises? And Lo and behold, God finds a way like our human reasoning does not match God's wisdom. Uh, Mm -hmm. And God's solution is not, hey, Ishmael's a threat to Isaac. He does say Isaac's the child of promise uh, through whom your descendants will be named and counted. But I'm perfectly capable of providing a great nation through Ishmael, too. I'm perfectly capable of providing through a a blessing Ishmael and Hagar, too. And again, last week we talked about Genesis 12. The whole point of blessing Abraham's family was what? Blessing all families.
2: Bless the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that's important to me and in including the family that gets sent away. Go ahead. Mm. Is because by the way, this is not gonna be the first woman at a well who has been divorced and sent away. This is that's right. This is John chapter four. Um and the woman who had been married five times and was a, then living a, a, with someone. A, a, a,
1: And importantly, we assume, you know, when we get to John four, overwhelmingly people assume, okay, this lady gets around town. She's left, she's left five men, and now she's living with a man who's not her husband. But Jesus never says that. That's right. And she lived in a she lived in a culture that would have operated by Deuteronomy twenty four, in which she did not have the authority to divorce a man. Men had the authority. So whether through death or through men sending her away, she's had five husbands, and now she can't even find. Uh, she can't even find a man that'll do her the justice of marrying her, and so she comes to get well at the hottest part of the day. Man, she sounded a lot so, like Agar. Yeah. So mm. what's
2: what's interesting here, and I, I'm probably going to get stoned at some point for not explaining this correctly, because when I'm gonna, I talk about he, it, he
0: means persecuted.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: persecuted. I, I'm going to throw a rock so they don't lump me in with you. No. <laughs> yeah. So what I talk Kidding. about here Kidding. is
2: that I think, uh, I think. When you start talking about divorce and the Bible, this story is actually very important. Because it's the first time that we read about being sent away, uh, essentially, in the story, which is Abraham divorces Hagar. He sends her away and God approves of it, even though later there's instruction not to do that. like. Well, it's why? just like in the law; it's concessory because someone's heart has been hardened. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Is that when Jesus talks about this in the New Testament, that in his teachings on divorce, like why does this happen? And the answer
1: is the hardness of hearts. Yeah, and and again, Jesus is uh, so often we lump this in as under one umbrella, and it's there's really some nuance to it. We say that Jesus teaches on divorce in that passage, uh, but it, but the question Jesus is asked is not what does God think of divorce. What he's That's asked right. is is it lawful for a man to, to send, send away, away his wife? And how interesting! And how interesting! Like from a Jewish perspective, overwhelmingly, you go back to Moses, and if you can go back farther than Moses, you go back to Abraham. How interesting that Jesus and Paul both go back to Adam and Eve. Not an answer on what is allowed for divorce, but what was created for marriage right right hmm. but um, i still think that there
2: is a difference between so but we live in the real world just like abraham and sarah yeah yeah no no i'm i'm not trying so, to i'm not trying to be cavalier about that I, so god's design is abraham and sarah but because of the hardness of abraham and sarah's hearts uh there's an ishmael i mean it's there because there was impatience now now i'm not trying to be hard on them because god wasn't hard on them because of that but clearly it was not a part of his, you know, will to produce an heir through through Isaac. And because of that, that's going to produce this unfortunate separation between Abraham and and Hagar, because it was a marriage.
1: That, you know, but it, it is interesting, though, that it is interesting, though, that Abraham um, Sarah is threatened by ishmael abraham is not you know when 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 sarah leads off with wanting to send them away abraham takes regard for ishmael right yeah but the thing also from sarah's thing was very displeasing to abraham on account of his son
2: that's right from Um, sarah's point of view is like hey you're an old man you could die and then i don't want to be the vulnerable widow
1: no i yeah i I totally get that yeah absolutely absolutely but again I, i love that god's God's solution is not either or. God's solution is both And Isaac yeah. is the child of promise. I promised it was going to come through Sarah. Um, even though y'all pursued uh, Hagar as a means to a solution earlier. I'm not cursing that child. I'm going to bless that child. I'm going to provide for them. I'm going to turn Ishmael into a great nation. Right. But to, a couple more things on on divorce. And then. Oh, I'm is, sorry. I'm not trying no, to do no, that. Talk. No,
2: that's Okay. Is that uh, one of the things, I just feel like as a church, and when I say as a church, I'm talking about the church at large, especially the American church, we need an adjustment on how we talk about divorce. Uh, Because first and foremost, the Bible, to my knowledge, never calls divorce a sin. Uh, It's actually regulated in Deuteronomy 24. And if, like, show me where else in the Bible God is regulating sin, um, it's certainly a concession, as Jesus says, that it's there as a result of sin. Because we do read about how God hates divorce.
1: Yet there are times. But in... but it, but even in then, the, the whole passage on God hating divorce is Malachi, and there's mm-hmm. a context for that statement. It's these men who are coming back from exile, and they've married their Jewish wives in exile, right? But they're coming back to a land from which they are ex- from which they had been exiled, and their Jewish wives have no prospects or land to better their plight when they return to the promised land. But the the people who never left the land or have moved to the land in the meantime do have those prospects, and many of them happen to be younger women. And so uh, it's 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 that these Jewish men are divorcing the 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 faithful wives of their youth to seek better prospects of themselves. And in that context, God says. I hate divorce. Um, right. and, and so and, and this is I do think this is why to your point, you do need to read Deuteronomy 24 in light of Genesis 21, because the whole point of the certificate of divorce was not only seeking to say this happened on acceptable grounds or the whole point of giving a certificate of divorce was so that the party, the weaker party involved, the woman and their culture, mm-hmm. would have a prospect moving forward so that she's not sent off without any hope of provision, so that she's not given the scarlet letter in the eyes of the community, and so that she's not fetching her water in the middle of the day because she lives with a man who won't marry her, John paul Yes, yeah, so
2: just as a... Mm. Gandalf, I don't know if you've looked at that before, but in Deuteronomy 24... Does that
1: make, I mean, does that make sense?
2: The, yeah. the reason the certificate of divorce is written, it says... Uh, and he puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house and she departs out of his house and she goes and becomes another man's wife. She's allowed to do this because she has a certificate of divorce. Listen to verse three. And the latter man hates her and writes her certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house. Or if the latter man dies, who took his wife, then her former husband who sent her away may not take her to be his wife after she's been defiled. So That we won't deal with that part. That's for another day. But the the point is, is that this what Nathan's talking about, the certificate of divorce allows the wife to find shelter in the home of another man without committing adultery. Like she is legitimately not married and therefore available for marriage because of the certificate of divorce, at least according to uh, ancient Jewish law. Mm -hmm. And so. It's it's just
1: it's just interesting, and you know to your to your point too. I I love the I never noticed the shellac thing between those two passages. Um, I think about so much, and we've talked a little bit about this about the the Jewish interpretive tradition where the law, uh, this is big for Philo, where the law is essentially just an extrapolation of the principles by which the patriarchs lived. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were the unwritten law in their lifetimes for Philo and other Jewish writers, um, but not always when they got it right. Right, you, you know, e- even when they got it wrong, you see a lot of grounding for some of the conception, uh, conceptual, uh, you know, provisions later in well, the Mosaic Law. Uh, just as a pastor, when patriarchs. I'm asked
2: about divorce, typically one of my first responses is, "Is it can happen." It can happen. and
1: it can it's, happen. It, it's a much it's a much more sensitive and, and I'm not trying to skirt the issue, but it's a much more sensitive and nuanced conversation than we often make it in the church. That's that's what I'm trying to get at is that
2: it's right here in Genesis 21. You,
1: yeah, she's well, being sent away and and, 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 to, and to the you know, to the again, uh, and we, I, we haven't hit everything in this passage because we haven't gone into the sight language or the hearing language which is significant uh but i to your point on john 4 that sister has had five husbands she's living with a man who's not her husband she's sent she, she sent into the wilderness setting she has she's drawing her water at the hottest part of the day and by encountering jesus she's reincorporated she's the one who shares jesus with her community right yeah by by the end of the passage she is reincorporated into community oh my gosh yeah Uh, we've said it this whole episode in other words jesus
2: meets the divorced woman yeah hagar's the divorced woman at the well
1: that's that's Mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying in other words jesus doesn't send her away at the end of their conversation in a sense he sends her back um to her people i love that um anyway that's good stuff man that's a good that's good fodder for the new year man we did not get to actually get Gandalf, off the surprise! surprise surprise one more episode uh, yeah. uh on the same passage but that was good that's not where we intended to go but i like that
0: no but i think that's uh i think that's a strength of this podcast and I, i'm listener i'm sure you uh, tell that to my by. brother <laughs> matt do you remember when uh very early in the pandemic yeah uh, you were teaching on the woman in the will passage mm-hmm. and um you and I, like you and I, kind of talked it out, and we ended up recording that lesson like four times. Like we, like you preached that lesson like four different times. Yeah. Before its final incarnation, I just, it's, I, that's, it's that's interesting. A memory to me
2: it, that, um, and, and I, I give this credit to the words of John chapter four, not the preaching ability that I possess of John chapter four, uh, but that is. To this day, one of the most requested sermons that I get from people, mm-hmm. and it's not because of my communication ability; it's because of uncovering what the text really says. Uh, and I, and a lot of that message was with what Nathan was pointing out that this woman, we typically paint the woman at the well as the, you know this this shameless hussy that had to come in, you know in the middle of the day to avoid you know, the judgmental eyes of all the people who look down on her because of her misdeeds. And what we don't see is this is no, a woman who is divorced because her husband has sent her away. In fact, not just one husband, but five.
1: Or, but, and, or some have died or something, but yeah, or but, some, have but it, yeah, but sure. it's wor- when, if you meet a woman at the well in the hottest part of the day, rather than assuming it's worth considering how she actually got there. That's right. uh, And it's also worth, considering what Jesus gave her when he met her there and where he sent her when she was done. Yeah.
2: So it, so anyway, I say all that to say is we still need to have a better way of talking about divorce because it can happen.
1: It can happen. It can can happen.
2: happen. It's amazing that even though this uh, story is not about the family with the, the, you know, the family and the child, centered around the divorce that's Abraham and Sarah that's the family the 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 unbroken family yet the story of this broken part of the family is right here in the mix and God redeems both of them and that's Mm -hmm. just amazing to me
1: that's good
0: absolutely well you know what else is good there it is better than (laughs) fiction bible podcast (laughs) that's not the worst transition I've had to do but listener, you can receive a notification every Tuesday morning whenever we release a new episode as we continue to go through the biblical story. And we want you to join us. So for that reason, please subscribe, that way you don't miss anything, and that way you don't feel discouraged if you realize that you've gotten a couple episodes behind. You can still keep up with us. And also, like I have said at the beginning of the episode, that also helps bring in new people. You recall just a few weeks ago, at the, towards the end of last year, we talked about uh, we, we got a listener who wrote us saying that they found the podcast just because it was recommended alongside other podcasts they were listening to. And that happens because you guys are telling these platforms that this is a good show. So if you do believe that, then please like and subscribe. And then also has nothing to do with algorithms, platforms, anything like that. We always love it when you write to us at our website, Better Than Fiction, Bible dot com. We uh, every single one of those messages you guys send, we read them. So we do appreciate that. Also, if you can find some time, if you want to be, you know, the real goat, then go ahead and give us a written review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That also helps us out a tremendous amount. But next week, we'll be back. We're going to talk about this uh, section of the Bible again, talk a little bit more about Hagar and Ishmael. Until then, you guys have a great week. See you next time. Shalom. Shalom.